Chapter Fifteen of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. The Slibrivox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fifteen: Daisy as a Businesswoman. Meantime, plans for setting Daisy up in business went forward rapidly. There was much talk as to how the store should be advertised. So interested were all parties concerned that Mister Reynolds heard some of the talk and questioned as to its meaning then proposed that some posters or dodgers be gotten out made on the wonderful mimeograph this was delightful but the perplexing question was what should be put on them miss daisy bryant will open a doll store at her mother's house on saturday at ten o'clock this was the beginning of one of the dodgers ben wrote it on a bit of typewriter scrap paper spread it out on his knee studied it thoughtfully and shook his head i don't like it mother i can't exactly tell why that is i can't put it into words but i don't like daisy's name on pieces of paper blowing around town his mother smiled a little sadly as she said isn't that foolish ben my boy there is nothing wrong about daisy's going into business no disgrace certainly why should it not be announced on dodgers Ben looked perplexed, but not convinced. "'I don't know,' he said again, in anxious tone. "'But, mother, Daisy is such a little bit of a girl to have her name spread around and talked about, and people asking questions and laughing. Don't you know what I mean? I don't like it a bit. If it was my name, why, of course—' And Ben drew himself up proudly and looked as much like a man as a boy of his size could i understand mrs bryant spoke gently and sympathetically you want to shield your little sister from all that you can i like the feeling my son and hope and believe it will grow with your growth and develop with your manhood there is nothing wrong in spreading her name about but you would like it better to keep the name close at home well how can we advertise her business it will not do to say that benjamin bryant has opened a doll store Ben laughed. I should think not, he said, then relapsed into perplexed thought. How would it do, said Line, pausing in the hem she was making on Miss Webster's white skirt, to announce the business in the name of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant? People who know us would inquire what it meant, and be very much amused. I shouldn't be surprised if it would help along. Ben looked greatly relieved it takes a girl to think of things he said with a nod of admiration for the bright-eyed girl beside him i think that is a very bright idea one doesn't care anything about a doll's name being tossed about town and it would be a very unique way of managing where did you get that word line asked a little in doubt whether to be amused at ben's largeness in producing new words every little while or pleased with the evident strides his education was making what word unique oh i picked it up it is one of mr reynolds favorites he says things are unique when i should say they were odd only odd hasn't quite the meaning of the other after all mother i wish i knew french i'd like to know some language beside my own it would be such fun and a great many french words seem to me to be very expressive there is a great difference between unique and odd in my opinion his mother said 
oddity has an element of queerness in it while a thing may be unique because it stands alone in its excellence or beauty that's so said ben emphatically and once more he felt that little thrill of respect for his mother how much she knew that a great many nice good mothers knew nothing about and yet she had to take in clear starching in order to live she shan't always said ben drawing in his breath with a little sudden catch which meant with him suppressed energy biding its time but this he said to himself miss webster reads french said line i saw a whole shelf full of french books when i was there the other day and she asked me to give her one which had her mark in to read after i was gone it was poetry added line with a grave little sigh nobody but caroline bryant knew how much she wanted to have a first-class education mother it was daisy's soft voice which next took up the theme before them do you think if it isn't a nice thing for me to have my name put on on those dodger things ben told about that i ought to have d's name there ought i to have her put where it would not be nice for me to be how was anybody to help laughing over such a question ben shouted even after he caught a glimpse of daisy's grieved look and tried to control himself he burst forth several times and line's chair shook with her suppressed mirth as for mrs bryant even she could not quite hide a smile but she answered carefully daisy dear don't you think you ought to always remember the difference between dolls and people that question of souls you know reaches in every direction think a minute would it not grieve you to have your name in a place where brother ben did not like to see it i know it would now do you really suppose d cares daisy thought a moment then with a sigh much deeper than lines had been gave her decision why of course she doesn't but it is because she can't poor thing and it seems sometimes kind of like taking advantage of her not having a soul to treat her always without one it was of no use ben fairly doubled himself up to laugh and mrs bryant had to join in the mirth this time though daisy looked grave and wondering i don't intend to spoil the plan she said gently after a minute and i know line meant it for very nice and of course d won't care but it is hard for me all the time to remember that she isn't truly you know because i have made believe so long that she was there is a more serious objection than miss d's feeling i am afraid mrs bryant said one in which the golden rule daisy is trying to apply will fit i think if we do not like to have our little girl's name sent around town we must remember that d is named for a truly little girl and that her brother or other friends might not like it but they won't know anything about it ben said opening his eyes wide over this new application of the golden rule my son would that really make any difference with the principle if i have reason to think a person might not like me to do thus and so if he knew it am i necessarily freed from blame because he may not happen to know of it ben whistled an entire bar of hail columbia and broke off suddenly to say i beg your pardon mother 
but that is what I think I'll call a unique notion. We'll sleep over all the notions, said Mrs. Bryant. We may have clearer ideas in the morning. Bring the Bible, Daisy, dear. It is time you at least were asleep. The next day Daisy settled the question, but the way she came to do it is a long story. It began by the Sutherlands going to Europe unexpectedly. The son of the house reached a foreign port to remain for several months, and sent them a cablegram to join him. Instead of closing their handsome house, they rented it to acquaintances of their uncles in New York, people who wanted to leave their town house at this season in order that extensive repairs might be begun on it, and who were not ready to go to their house in the country, because the season of mud and rain would soon be upon them. They called this good-sized town a sort of halfway stopping place, and were glad to get into the Sutherland home, and were glad to hear of an excellent clear starcher and ironer almost as soon as they reached the town. "'Perhaps she can do the children's clothes decently,' said Mrs. Irving, the married daughter. "'They haven't looked fit to be seen since I left home.' "'What is the name of the woman?' her mother asked. "'I don't remember.' brown i think or some such name dennis said he knew her and would leave word for her to call and see about it dennis was dr sutherland's coachman who was going to serve these new people while his master was gone to europe so because of all these things mrs bryant sat the next evening in the little room off the kitchen at dr sutherland's and talked with mrs irving about the children's dresses and waited to give her opinion on the probable washing qualities of one that had been sent for, that she might examine it. By her side stood Daisy, a fair little girl as one need wish to see, with a face as sweet, Mrs. Irving thought, as any she had ever looked upon. She kept looking at the child while she talked, and thinking how sweet she was. Suddenly she spoke to her. "'Would you like to go into the hall, little girl, and see my children?' they are all there with the kitten. They have a new white kitten for a pet, and are nearly wild over it, she explained to Mrs. Bryant. My little sister is with them, and she is about your child's age, I think. Would she like to go in and see their new kitten? Now that I think of it, my Laura has on a dress I would like to ask you about, so we will all go. And the door was opened into that beautiful, wide hall, which was large enough for a reception-room, and where the children were at this moment engaged in trying to make a frisky white kitten with a blue ribbon about its neck, keep her paws out of the bright tin of milk, and lap it properly with her pink tongue. "'Why, children, this is hardly the place to serve Kitty's meals,' Mrs. Irving was saying, and she had meant to add, "'I have brought a little girl in to see you and the kitten,' but she had no opportunity." Daisy, the moment her eyes rested on the taller of the group who stood aside, looking on, stopped short for one amazed second, then, with a low murmur of delight, moved forward eagerly, just in time to receive the other's impetuous embrace as she shouted, "'It is Daisy Isabel Bryant!' "'And you are Dee Dunmore,' murmured Daisy, in sweet and shy delight. "'I knew you in an instant.' knew me of course you did 
didn't i know you the very second i turned away from that kitten to see who was coming i'd know your eyes anywhere oh daisy isabel how is d dunmore bryant is she well do you live here can i come and see you and all the other dollies how lovely of course there were explanations to make to the bewildered mrs irving which resulted in the calling of mrs dunmore first and then the judge himself to see the little daisy whom he had always kept in kindly remembrance he carried her off presently to the library under pretense of showing her a good picture of d and her dolly which hung there but really because he wanted to talk with the sweet shy little mouse a few minutes away from the distractions of the other children d went along of course but the little irvings were left with their kitten and mrs dunmore took mrs bryant to the sitting-room to wait for daisy but daisy grave little woman as she was in the midst of all these distractions did not forget that she carried grave business interests on her shoulders and decided that this would be as good a time as any for learning from headquarters whether there was an insuperable objection to lyne's scheme for advertising she was a little afraid of the judge it is true but then said daisy to herself he will have to know about it and it would not be polite for me not to tell him myself and i may never have another chance so she bravely shouldered her cross and began dear miss d dunmore but here she was stopped by d laughing and kissing her why you dear little daisy don't call me miss d i'm just a little girl you know like you and you needn't take the trouble to say the last name every time i'm just d and you are daisy though i've always called you daisy isabel and that sounds the most natural you interrupted daisy my dear said judge dunmore i was going to ask you began daisy and i mean i want to ask your father too if you would mind that is if you had objections to my using the name of my dolly in the firm for advertising you know mother thought it would not be right because you might not like it and we didn't ever expect to have a chance to ask you so we thought it would have to be given up but that was only yesterday and now since you are here i thought i might ask you about it exactly so said judge dunmore trying his best not to let his eyes twinkle with fun nothing more delicious than this little bit of gravity had ever before come into his library you are right i am sure but we don't quite understand d and i what firm is it and what is to be advertised and how can the dolly help why you see sir i'm going into business we need to to help along and there are so many dollies that we plan to have a fancy store and sell them i didn't quite like it i mean i didn't like it at all at first spoken with drooping eyes in which there were tears very near to falling because it seemed like selling one's children but miss webster thought it would be right and mother talked with me and dollies haven't souls you know they are really very different from truly children and mother said that i could have a tenth from them to give to some little girls who were poorer than i and that of course i need never never sell miss d dunmore nor my dear arabella aurelia and so drawing a long sigh heavily burdened with responsibility and care 
we planned it because it seemed to be right and best there was no twinkle in judge dunmore's eyes this time unless the shining of something very like a tear could make it he had to wait a moment before speaking and clear his voice which even then was slightly husky that sounds like a very sensible and altogether practicable plan in every way worthy of you he said gravely of course dollies have not souls and of course they should be made to help in every proper way i'm heartily with you but do not yet understand how d's little dolly namesake can help she is not to be sold you say oh no sir never said daisy quickly i couldn't ever do that and my mother thinks so too certainly said the judge we must have all proper respect for even dolly's feelings but how then do you understand it d turning to his little daughter why you see sir began daisy again it is like this the business must be advertised or how would people know there was a store and ben that's my brother made a copy of a a dodger i think they call them which had my name in and told about the business but he did not like it he did not like my name on it i mean he said i was very little to have it tossed about the streets though i don't see what hurt it would do just a name made of ink and daisy stopped to consider this perplexity for a moment but that was the way ben felt she continued and mother seemed to understand it then line thought of a plan it was this to put miss d dunmore on the dodger her name i mean not her picture and have the business conducted in her name because she is really a sort of queen among the dollies ben said and he thought it would be appropriate but mother thought of a trouble right away she said we must remember that my dolly's name belonged to a truly little girl and if ben did not like his sister's name to be put on dodgers and things he must remember that perhaps the little girl's folks would feel just so and that we hadn't a right to use the name on account of the golden rule ben did not quite understand it because he said we only wanted to use the dolly's name but mother said that was the way we ought to feel and so here daisy came to a full pause she was not accustomed to talking to strangers she was very shy of strangers but this explanation she felt had to be made now that it was made as well as she knew how she was very uncertain what to say next and was growing exceedingly uncomfortable the more so as judge dunmore was looking at her in a queer way and saying nothing as for d she looked from one to the other and did not seem to know what to say at last the judge roused himself so that is the way your mother argues is it she must be an unusual woman no wonder the daughter is but he seemed to decide not to finish that part of the sentence and commenced again i begin to understand it so you want miss d dunmore bryant to go into business an excellent plan give my compliments to line and tell him i think so but you did not explain who line was is that another brother no sir that is my sister caroline we call her line for a love name she planned it i beg her pardon she planned well i have no sort of objection 
on the contrary i so entirely approve that i shall take it upon myself to have a small window sign painted with my lady's name and the nature of the business in which she is about to engage you see my child what you said about dollies is very true however much their owners may love and care for them they have not after all souls and this may be remembered in our treatment of them now although your d dunmore bears a part of my daughter's name she is not after all my d dunmore but yours and there is that infinite difference between the two of which we have been speaking in the second place although she has the name of my daughter she also has your surname which is much more important don't you see how it is suppose a family named smith lived near to your mother's house they do said daisy gravely just around the corner from us do they indeed then that is so much the better for my illustration let us suppose then that they have a little girl and chose to name her daisy bryant smith that is perfectly reasonable and you could not blame them for wanting to borrow your name to place before their little daughter's surname neither would there be any danger of confusing the two for sensible people would have no trouble in understanding that daisy bryant and daisy bryant smith were two different persons but suppose for any reason the family had grown tired of the name smith and decided to borrow your surname and call themselves bryant that would be a very different matter and might cause you a good deal of trouble and in order to bear it patiently you would want to be assured that they had somehow secured the right to do such a thing do you understand oh yes sir daisy said with infinite gravity i understand and i thank you very much but all the same if you did not quite like me to use the name in this way i would rather not do it because i know i am a little bit glad that the smith baby is named charlotte ann smith instead of daisy bryant smith whereupon the judge drew himself back in his chair and laughed loud and long to the great discomfiture of daisy who had no idea what he could be laughing at nevertheless the matter was finished to the satisfaction of all two days thereafter there hung in mrs bryant's front window a handsomely decorated sheet of cardboard making in gilt letters the following announcement doll emporium season opens on saturday at ten o'clock miss d dunmore bryant proprietor End of chapter 15